Hi, I'm George Stocker, and this is Last Week in .NET for the week ending August 14th, 2021. Now, in the releases news, Magic.NET 8.2.0 has been released, which is an image manipulation library for .NET. Windows App SDK 1.0.0-Experimental has been released, and Kevin Gallo attended the app development community stand-up to underscore why it's an important release. Now, the release notes tout several experimental features, push notifications, and windows windowing improvements. And uh, if you've been following along, this is what the project reunion was renamed to. So it's now renamed to the Windows App SDK. Windows Studio 2022 Preview 3 is now available. This preview release includes improvements to the dark theme, because of course they do, adding new JavaScript and TypeScript project types, and because of course, easier one-click publishing to Azure DevOps. Announcing .NET 6 Preview 7. Their new .NET SDK templates that use the latest C-sharp features and now there's literally a one-line console application template. Everyone wants to be like Perl. .NET 5.0.9 has been released. Now, there are several CVEs that were resolved in this release, including CVE 2021-34485, which is an information disclosure vulnerability related to crash dumps, CVE 2021-26423, which is a denial of service vulnerability, and CVE-2021-34532, which is an ASP.NET Core information disclosure vulnerability, this time around logging JWT tokens that are unparsable. And yes, I refuse to call them JOT tokens. .NET Core 3.1.18 has been released, and these same vulnerabilities were backported from .NET 5 to this release of .NET Core 3.1.18. GitHub Codespaces has been released, and you can access it from any repository by pressing the period key. Yes, it will launch a Visual Studio Code instance in your browser, already targeting a repository with a single key press. That's pretty remarkable and allows me to forgive the many sins JavaScript has committed. In the news and notes side of things, Microsoft has abandoned semi-annual releases for Windows Server, opting instead for the you-can-have-frequent-updates-if-you-want-to-use-Azure, which already fills this week's bingo card for requiring Azure needlessly because it's on someone's KPI. Now, joking aside, this is a dive into marrying frequent Windows Server updates with using Azure HCI, which is an acronym that is Hyper-Converged Infrastructure. My God, we've let the business people make nonsensical acronyms. Anyway, and it appears that Windows Container Updates will now be married to that same infrastructure. So, if you want to use Windows Container in something like Docker, um, well, you're going to have less of a chance to do so unless you want to use Azure. Now, just as well as I suppose, since outside of Azure, Windows Containers are as rare as an honest politician. Microsoft deprecated the snipping tool and then asked everyone to move to snip slash sketch, and then they renamed snip slash sketch to the snipping tool. And we've once again been reminded that naming is hard for Microsoft. 
Andrew Stenard is hosting a webinar called Introduction to ACA.NET Streams on August 27th. If you are interested, but your dance card is full on the 27th, you can always register and watch it later. .NETConf is on November 9th through the 11th, 2021, and the CFPs are open. As usual, I will be live tweeting the interesting bits of the conference at Gortok on Twitter. That's G-O-R-T-O-K. JetBrains is celebrating the release of 2021-2 of ReSharper and Rider with a with a party. Okay, well, this party is being live streamed on August 20, or excuse me, August 17th, 2021 at 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's minus 4 UTC. One of the more interesting bits of Visual Studio 2022 going 64-bit is that ReSharper can now use more memory. Previously, it shared the max 4 gigabytes of memory with Visual Studio, which in reality was like 2.5 gigabytes. Will performance improve? We're given a vague, it depends, which of course is fitting. Windows 11 FAQ, here's everything you need to know, says ZDNet. If you're looking to upgrade, here's what you need to know. Buy a new computer with a new processor. That's it. That's, that's what you need to know. CodeMash 2022 CFP is open and closes on August 31st, 2021. I haven't been to CodeMash myself, but I would love to attend. .NET Core 2.1 is end of life at the end of August. Now it's getting pretty long in the tooth, so you probably need to migrate if you haven't done so already. Getting off Microsoft Silverlight for good. Now, if you haven't remembered what Silverlight was, um, it was the alternative to Flash, uh, and I feel old just for saying that. Now, Silverlight goes out of support in 57 days, and Mobilize.net, yes, a consultancy that helps companies migrate off of Silverlight, wants you to know this. For the F-Sharp folks, Don Simey, one of the language members uh, for the F-Sharp team, talks about active pattern matching in F-Sharp and why it's superior to alternative forms of matching. I mean, you wouldn't expect an F-Sharp person to ever say it isn't superior, would you? And lastly, because I'm obligated to report it, but not because I care, Microsoft and Amazon battle over yet another $10 billion U.S. government cloud contract. Last time, Microsoft... Excuse me, last time Amazon protested Microsoft winning a DoD contract worth $10 billion, and now the shoe, as they say, is on the other foot. However, this time, the target company is not the DoD, it's the NSA, and I can't find the words to care about the plight of trillion-dollar companies. Now, that's it for what happened last week in .NET. I'm George Stalker, and if your team is thinking about moving to microservices, you want to check out first my free five-day course, on moving to microservices. And the URL is http colon slash slash move to micro dot services. Thank you, and I will see you all next week.